Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, Hank Logan, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is we create alarms left and right. No, we connect rural and urban America. Hank Vogler checking in on the last week of February, two of the 12 months nearly behind us in 2021, North Spring Valley's mayor, Hank Vogler. Is there a mayor of North well, Spring Valley? I was, if you, you could run, you know, you split the vote. There's two of us here that <laughs> legally could vote. So. <laughs> So anyhow, I was been very curious for a week of of how uh, how you folks were doing. Do you still have the brass monkey on the stove and a pot of hot water? No, we're feeling pretty good now. We got up to forty yesterday. Uh, there is a a pot of water boiling on the stove. It has coffee grounds in it, like it does every morning. Ah, mm-hmm. well, uh, it's a. Uh, is that melting the snow and, and the ground's froze and everything's running off or what's yeah, going on? Yeah, pretty much. When you get to 28 uh, below, you're going to have some frost in the ground. But I have to tell you, before it got that cold and before we got that two foot of snow, we had, um, oh, like six inches. And I had to dig a grave for a dog. And I don't think I've ever dug the dirt when it was... It cannot be froze deep, Hank, because there's not enough moisture in it to freeze. It is the driest, most powdery dirt I've ever dug at my house. Well, and if there was snow on it before it got cold, that's insulation, insulation too, you know. Correct. Yeah, it the ground will not freeze as deep. Right, but if there's not moisture there, it just doesn't freeze much at all. Oh, no. it's Yeah, no, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. So and uh, I, sh- I should go dig is, a hole and just see how such, much frost is there. Well, it's had <clears throat> ramifications all over the United States, of course. We all know that. And mm-hmm. in, in the little tiny world that I live in, uh, they have a video auction for sheep every Thursday. And uh, not one person bid on my sheep, <laughs> my lambs. And just a week so, ago, you were bragging uh, about how the market had recovered. Yes, it hit a home run, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. And, and uh, I hope that's the reason, but uh, because they're all saying, you know, that nobody is processing meat, nobody can do anything, everything is just froze up or whatever. We so were paralyzed last week. One, just paralyzed. Yeah. And we have yet to have winter. We, you know, just uh, we had a little snow here day before yesterday, and Leo spent the morning with his electron microscope trying to. Measured, it was awful. <laughs> That's not funny, but sure, you sure made it sound that way. <laughs> I mean that, and and I'm not being silly. That's I don't believe we've had total ten inches of snow since September. Hmm. If I, I doubt we've had that, it's just unbelievable. I have to say that so, I've never experienced Nevada's going to have to change its name. <laughs> Okay, I bite. No, I I don't have I don't have a pun of the week behind that. But Nevada's oh. going to have to change its name. It's no longer snow covered. Yeah. So well, I I got to say I've <laughs> never had an experience in Nebraska like we've had in the past 
not this week because we've been cold. We've been, I think 28 below though is the coldest actual temperature that Kelly and I either one have been in. But we had, I, I think we're at 36 inches of snow and we have not had the wind. And so usually we get, we get a 20 inch snow from time to time. One winter we had two of them. But the next day you see bare ground because the snow blows to Kansas, right? It, wow. we, have, we just haven't what? had it, Hank. We The snow was here, and then it warmed up enough that it kind of did a little melt on top. Before yesterday, we did end up with like a 25-mile-an-hour wind. But nothing blew anywhere because the snow was just... So we still literally have two feet of snow everywhere, minus what melted off. And what about the barge traffic and all that stuff? Did the rivers freeze up? Well, you know, there's not a lot of barges on the plat. Well, I can't. I, I can't. Damn, do that. Not too far. You, you just threw that bomb on the table. <laughs> no kidding. All right, but there's. I there's don't, gotta be. I don't know what's going on in the lower Missouri. Everything or, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll find out. That's a great question. Because I live, you know, you think so, I'm just right next to the Mississippi. I'm 500 miles from the Mississippi River. Well, guess how many miles I would be from the Mississippi River, and that was a question that came up, okay? That's funny right I just there. remember one, one particular cold winter in southeast Oregon, uh, the new neighbor didn't know to pull his boards out of his dam, and he had uh, we had the ice jam, for it, it backed up for miles and it was flooding the feed ground where we were feeding our cattle and it was a very very <clears throat> bad deal and we went over there and tried to do everything in the world tried to saw some of the boards to relieve it and there was such a jam and so much trash in it it wouldn't go anywhere and finally we got a powder monkey by the name of jim palmer to come out and he tied this sack of fertilizer, he said it was, with some other stuff on this pole and touched her off, made a snow cone. Then he, the pole was a little shorter, so he hooked two sacks to it, shoved it down in the ice and set it off, made about three snow cones. So then he's tied three sacks to it. It was like a John Wayne movie, you know, the old plunger that they yeah. set off the dynamite. And he says, uh, <clears throat> Hank, would, uh, would you like to... Push the plunger, and I go, yeah, yeah. I pushed the plunger, and it just flattened me up, <laughs> the percussion. And I looked up, and here come a chunk of ice about the size of a bed sheet right at me. <laughs> I rolled in under the truck as fast as I could. Palmer and Cowboy Bob McDonald were under there. Palmer goes, <clears throat> I was afraid that's going to happen. <laughs> and it just destroyed. I mean, there wasn't nothing left of that percussion. You know, the, all it is a magneto. It just has all electric charge. Just destroyed it. Why? It killed me. <laughs> Anyhow. Amid yes, the but ice. We, but it was, it was horrible. Amid the ice, the towboats continued to navigate the river, the Mississippi River, to stay in a path of broken ice forged by other boats. Eventually, the cold weather will freeze the river solid, even in the channel. But the towboats will still be able to break through, but it does create problems at the lock and dams. So, what I'm Thank hearing. Thank you very much. What I'm hearing from that, that by the way was February the 10th. 
so that's a bit dated. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but what I'm hearing from that is that, the and, and I don't ever remember, I grew up seven miles from the Mississippi, and I don't remember it ever being totally stopped, but it just slows their progress down greatly. Yeah, and locks and dams and things like that, all that chattered ice, if it can't go through the hole, it's going to back up. That that's that was my point. So, mm-hmm. anyhow. Yeah. And by the by, just so kind of an update here on the Needmore, uh, by probably about Thursday, we will have all the cattle removed from the Bureau of Land Management. And I would like to have somebody who can breathe and chew gum at the same time Come and look at the beautiful winter range that I'm in charge of protecting into perpetuity or get the boot, and it's nuked. I mean, there's no metaphor on this earth to tell you what that thing looks like. Yeah. And they said, oh, we might get around to, to taking the horses off next November. So that means next year I've had it again. My, my, my. Are you having any fun? Well, so you eliminated anybody from the things. BLM showing up when you said breathe and chew the gum at the same time because they're all double masked up and they're in grave danger. They're sort of oxygen and recycling carbon dioxide, so no, they're not going to show up. Are, are they the ones that are behind the razor wire in Washington, D.C.? Isn't that the – I cannot believe that. They throw the border open in Mexico to the United States. Anybody that can, you know, breathe and chew gum can walk across, and they're yep. all screaming you – know, you know, Biden Biden said we could come. Biden said we could come or whatever. And they got razor wire. Well, I guess there's, they, they've read about the French Revolution when they stormed the Bastille with pitchforks and axes mm-hmm. and and uh, dropped people's heads with the guillotine. So the, the Bastille was kind of a uh, armed encampment itself. And uh, they went in there and got to got weapons out to start the French Revolution. So, again, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty clear what we're doing. Hank Vogler, we are connecting rural and urban America. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more Rural Route and Hank after this. Right off the bat today, I want to talk about DNA profiling. That's exactly what Neogen is doing, taking a look at the DNA profile, the genomics that are present, what might be passed on. We cannot afford any mistakes. We can't afford happenstance. In today's world of efficient food production, we need to know exactly what the offspring are going to give us. Neogen takes a look at the DNA fingerprint to give you an idea of what type of offspring you can expect. Neogen.com to shine a light on your genetic future. Your food animals we're talking about. Welcome back. Roll out, Trent Loose alongside Hank Bogler checking in from North of Spring Valley, Nevada. That's White Pine County if you're going to go looking for him. So they continue to report that there will be 11 million illegals in the country. Hank, we've had 12 million illegals in this country as long as I've been paying attention to it. So we have the, the numbers have to be so skewed. I'm not, I'm not sure we even know how to count. Well, why is it? That when I'm uh, exercising my freedom of tra- uh, of movement and 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 driving 92 miles an hour, uh-huh. and the gentleman stops me, first thing he asks for is my license that has my picture on it. That's a start. That's a start. They won't be as handy for anybody, you know, 
And now that they're going to go to $15 an hour, that's in the bill. That's going to wipe out farm labor. That's going to wipe out a bunch of stuff. I don't know if the H-2A program could even survive if we have to pay $15 an hour because unless we inflate everything. So you have people that are not going to be valuable uh, to the vote if we would just do one thing, and that says you have got to have voter ID. you got to have a picture of yourself. Because right now, these guys sell their Social Security cards for five, six, ten thousand bucks, whatever they can get for them. And it says Jose, and so then you become Juan by your Social Security card. And then, uh, they, then the one that's here, legally working, <laughs> he's in trouble because the IRS wants to know how come he's working at the Pollo Loco in San Jose, California, and in eastern Nevada. So, I mean, it's just the insanity. Uh, I mean, th- there's no adult in the room. This is all politics. Yeah. Uh, adults are a little hard to find these days. I, I don't understand. Uh, the boat can only hold so many people. And if, if we're going to open the borders, there there's going to be people lining up from Pakistan, from China. From yeah. everywhere in the world. I, I don't think going to line up is the right term. They've been lined Are up. Are lined up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. explain to me how it is that we're opening the borders. We're letting anybody and everybody, no matter what biosecurity measures we should have in place, come in. And yet you, who have created opportunities and maintained a small business by employing H-2A workers, immigrant laborers, will will ultimately lose them. Isn't there a bit of hypocrisy there? Yeah. 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 Come out. Pull out. You know, you pull out the rule book on H-2A workers, and there is no, it is humanly impossible to do everything that you're supposed to do. So they could come out and send all these guys back to Peru, back to Chile, right. back to Mexico. So <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense that we're going to open the borders. You know, uh, Guatemalans and Hondurans, they speak Spanish, so maybe that'll be my next crew. I have no idea. But to jump through all the hoops that that we have to do to justify the people working at the Department of Labor and pay all the fees that have doubled and tripled in the last few years and then throw the borders open. So, again, and then $15 an hour, they say that's going to be in the aid package, which is basically not going to help anybody get through the COVID crisis. It's going to bail out all the cities that mm-hmm. have been run by Democrats poorly. I mean, wow. And oh, oh by the by, my little pet deal. I, I put no money into it. I have nothing to do with it other than as a private citizen. They now have the 30-year treasury bond over two, and <clears throat> the 10-year bond is over 1%, which is nothing. You know, that's still darn cheap money. I remember borrowing money at the U.S. Bank for 23%, and I had a federal land bank loan for 18.79, which you cannot make it if I had not had two other jobs. You remember uh, the 80s? I never would have been able to pay them. Who? Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Isn't that a band? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, in- did they play for Willie Nelson? I don't know. Yeah, somebody who did. 
but again, if you owe twenty gazillion and a half dollars, every time that clicks up one, you start drying up all the money. Yeah. So again, right now, even the yuan is is uh, the American dollar is getting cheaper. Well, Zimbabwe print or did I think they've stopped, but they printed trillion dollar bills. Is that what we're going to do? Is that going to bring anybody out of poverty? Because $15 an hour won't be it. It'll be $60 an hour. But $60 an hour will not buy you a cup of coffee. So, I mean, talk about killing the goose. You know, when the government gets involved in anything, they generally get it wrong because it all comes down to politics. It does not come to common sense. And when you have all those people hiding behind the razor wire, are scared of, Yes, they should be as scared of the population, for goodness sakes, uh, other than the ones that uh, they're being Santa Claus for. I mean, it's, it's scary. I, and I don't know if that's because I'm old and or, or what. It's, it's just flat scary. It's still uh, amazing to me, and you and I have talked about this probably plenty, but every single day, Hank, there's another parallel to what happened at, at Malheur. It was just a practice run for how they're going to run the country. Prepare for pre- prepare for regular roadblocks to, to prove that you have a driver's license to drive on the road, but yet you can go vote for somebody without one. Give me a give me some logic behind this. Well, I, I guess it it makes you vote even if you're taking a dirt nap. You can you can vote. I mean, it's just we got to have fairness for the dead. So again, uh, well, here's here's a little sideline. Some uh, <clears throat> gentleman put on Facebook uh-huh. uh, pictures of a party going on down the street from where I've got a band of sheep. And my sheep herder's singing karaoke, and the water truck driver is sitting in a chair, and they're knocking them down and having a party. Well, my son went over there to see what was going on, and two runaways who are now working at a dairy in Jerome, Idaho, with two other runaways, were in a car trying to get the camp tender, not the camp tender, but the water truck driver, and the sheep herder to leave with them, to run away. They were going to get them jobs at the dairies, obviously, uh, for sure. pay. Plus, they get they steal their Social Security card, all those kind of things. And where they were at a party is at a rock quarry. And there's, I, I have never, I've, there's like 30 mojados, wetbacks, mm-hmm. that are working there. Mm-hmm. And it is way out in the middle of nowhere, just like herding sheep. But there they are, having a party. Well, we count his band, and lo and behold, he's short a few sheep. Not a lot, but a little wind slippage and friction. But no carcasses, no no nothing. Well, Meanwhile, they look pretty full with their bellies. Ah, everybody at the party looked like they were having fun, and I don't know what they had for dinner, but nobody looked like they were starving. <laughs> So again, I can do this math, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right now, if everything works out right, uh, if that's where they went, if you take that, that's eight thousand dollars worth of sheep. Mm-hmm. 
that's the last I heard was grand larceny. Yeah. Talk to the sheriff and it's not his job. What do you mean it's not his job? It's not his job to go check out to see if anything was stolen and if there's any heads around that may have a hot iron S on their nose. How can so, that, yeah. how, how can and, it not and, be his job? Well, that was my question. How can it not be your job? And shrug shoulders, bye-bye. Is it yeah. out of his county? Nobody's in. No, it's in White Pine County. Just barely. It's right on the Utah border. But the reason he won't go in there? ICE won't go in there. Because, you know, they have, even before, even under Mr. Trump, mm-hmm. ICE would not enforce the laws. There were people in Idaho that hired private investigators. I had nine guys run off. You know, if they complete their contract, it's about a $3,000 bill. Nine times 3000 is a pretty good little chunk of change that right. I didn't get reimbursed by them doing their job. Right. Same thing. I says we got, you know, there, there are so many illegals. Back to your comment. There are so many illegal people here working in agriculture. The, the powerful groups in agriculture protect them by talking to the congressmen and senators so they don't do anything. You got to be a rapist or a murderer or some sort of a bad guy. Well, now the only thing that's changed is Biden says leave them alone too. Yeah, we're all out. First half complete. More after this. Much of what we're dealing with today can be found in the movie "The Stand at Paxton County." I was proud to be a part of that. You'll enjoy the movie, but you'll be concerned as well. It's on Netflix. "The Stand at Paxton County." Welcome back to Roll Route, Trent Loose. Alongside Hank Vogler, that homosapiens shepardero from White Pine County, Nevada. So, in, in the bigger picture, what is the, why is the illegal immigration such a political football? I don't understand what any party, any person gains from allowing people to illegally come in the country Posing the risk that they pose, what what's the upside? There has to be somebody in their own the, mind has Nancy Pelosi has to think there's an upside. What is it? Well, are beyond voting. That's that that would be for sure. That anybody just about that comes to this country uh, historically begins voting for the Democrats. It's just it's uh, just a uh, given. Okay, but let, let's just dive in on that. If you're in this country illegally. Even if you're invited in this country illegally, you have to, at every point in time, think, you know, I could be caught. Do you go vote? Whether you go vote or not, as we have it set up, you can get a hold of a ballot. I mean, the stacks of mail-in ballots that were never folded and put in an envelope in Nevada was astonishing. But you can, uh, you, you're out there. Let's say only... 20% of those people vote. That's a pretty large chunk. We let a million people into the country a year legally through green card or, or through other things. And, all right, and, and how about the guys? It's a 2B or something program, H2B or something. There's another program that they come in, and they bring in the, the people that are, uh, work in the software, and they lay off 
engineers and people from America, and they have to train the people coming in from other countries to to take their jobs because they can get them to work cheaper. Oh, by the by, think about agriculture. Agriculture, there nobody wants the jobs. Eighty percent of the people now, whether legal or illegal, that work in agriculture are Hispanics. So if you want a steady flow of lettuce from the Imperial Valley or asparagus, and they have thousands of them come in every morning legally, but you have a steady flow of farm labor. Who wants to work at a rock quarry out in the middle of nowhere? Well, they've obviously been able to recruit people who's probably brought in their family and other things to work in that rock quarry. I don't know what they pay them, but they must have enough of incentive to do it. And it's rampant across the country because the big dog, the one that everybody walk whistling past the graveyard, is we make it convenient for a lot of people uh, to <coughs> work at home by staying home and watching TV and going and getting their welfare check. And if they need a little extra money, can work under the table. That's the 800-pound gorilla. So try and build a house in Las Vegas and look who's building those houses. Try and get your yard fixed in Las Vegas. Look who's doing that. Now, are they illegal? Have they been here long enough that they're secure in their position? But they are not people who are citizens. The Mm. crappy jobs, the tough jobs, the mean jobs are being taken by these people because we allow, you know, even the old guys that that used to work for my grandpa that were still fighting the Second World War, basically. Right. They had alcohol problems and they the only place they could get a job because they were not capable of keeping a job very long because they would what have nightmares or flashbacks or ptsd or whatever it was mm-hmm. and they'd go on a runner so it was it's uh, the career wasn't everybody that it, in that that were were derelicts but there were a lot of people and they were migrant they used to pick the lettuce. They used to come all the way north and wind up in Washington in, in late October picking apples, and then they went back to California. That is all being done by labor. Well, then Cesar Chavez and them started unionizing the labor. So now in order to harvest their crops, how would you like to spend $10,000 an acre putting a crop of lettuce and some of these specialty things in the ground? And then, and then it, it comes time for harvest, and you can't get them. Well, they, they so, predict again, that over 60% of that crop annually is not harvested because of lack of labor. Some years, yeah. 80. And so these same companies are moving into Mexico where they can use herbicide, pesticides, fertilizers, and things that are outlawed here. In California, they tell me you have a, almost a dead-even chance to if you go to the grocery store to buy every bit of produce that came from mexico it doesn't even come from california anymore no i know so again look at avocados avocado consumption is off the charts and 90 percent of the avocados sold in the united states come from mexico yep and why is that cost of doing business yeah if you if you're running a restaurant and we go to 15 dollars an hour one guy's going to hit a home run, but five guys are going to get laid off. Right. Well, if it's a minimum job, minimum wage job, 
where are they going to go to work? What what kid is going to not be working at McDonald's, uh, learning ethics and things like that of of you know work ethics? They're not going to get anything. They're going to be home playing Game Boy or whatever that stuff is. So and, again, we're and that, in our own throat. And that's not rhetoric because how many H two workers do you have today compared to what you had four years ago when you had more freedom over what they got paid? Yeah. Oh, uh, my labor costs this last year were down fifty thousand bucks mm-hmm. for the year. Well, that wasn't because I didn't want to continue to make the sheep company work. It's just the same guys are taking care of that many more sheep, and it has affected productivity. Uh, it has affected the number of lambs to get on the bus uh, for for the reason some of them are here long enough to get their social security card and then run off to the dairies so I become their free travel agent or they're less concerned or overwhelmed with the number of animals that they need to take care of. And and at the end of the day, I have to look right across the table at Banker Tuffernall and tell them that I'm going to be there the next year and this was just a bad year and, and but the money's, you know, the, the check's in the mail. But well, apparently you've been able to do it since 1982. Well, yeah, but Jesse James, you know, he packed a gun. People shot at him. <laughs> I walk in, look him right in the eye, and tell him a BS story, male bovine fecal matter, and they go, oh, gosh, we don't want to go in the sheep business. <laughs> okay, one more time, but this is absolutely, absolutely <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's like... It's like getting on a drunk, you know, and you come home and and uh, <clears throat> one of my ex-wives, I can't remember, Snake Eyes or Yo Eleven in the Field or Boxcars, but one of them, you know, <laughs> look you right in the eye and you go, "I promise you this last time I'm going on a runner. I, I, I'm done. I'm I'm done." And they give you one more last chance. <laughs> That's yeah. what the bank does. And the value of your land continues to inflate Which because there are business. people. Yeah, and because people go, my, 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 them farmers, they got her made out there by themselves. They don't have any COVID. They don't have any problems. They're just out there sipping on them mint juleps and sitting in the shade of them magnolia trees. So, yep, that's us. Well, at least you got it down. <laughs> Do you know so you far, so you know good. you sipped on some Kool-Aid at the same time as you told us you were sipping on some Kool-Aid? Do you know that you did was that? coffee. <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever the Kool-Aid is made of, I find it ironic we can hear you sipping on something after you told us you're sipping on something. <laughs> hey, it, it's, it's, it's for the effect. Yeah. No, I, I think it was is. just some uh, Freudian thing that you were talking about, it, so you had to do it. So, yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, and we have to, right now, because they can't get their crews in to shear sheep, it's the whatever it is. We're shearing tomorrow. We're shearing the, the rams, the special sheep, and the hospital tomorrow in February. Oh, wow. Because. Well, you don't have winter, so the, you don't need wool. Well, yeah, thank God for that. Uh, but again, two different crews could not get their men in. Because, oh, guess what? There's hardly any American crews that shear sheep. But we are uh, beholden. To the Montana Sheep Shears Guild I, to set the prize. 
I don't remember you selling your wool from last year's. Is it still in a Tooele storage unit? You could be a corn farmer. I'm just going to put it in a bin for another year. Yeah, let it degrade and the mice eat half of it or whatever. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Rocket science. But, uh, but again, what are you going to do? Uh, <clears throat> you need to shear them. It increases the number of live lambs that, right. that, uh, because they don't suck on a ball of wool. They, they, the teat presentation is right there for them when they're babies. Plus the fact that old girl, when her hair's pulled off like that, she'll go, find a more sheltered place to, to have those babies. So, yeah, everything is done for a purpose. Oh, that's a, that's a bit of lambing psychology I hadn't even considered. Yeah. Yeah. They, they won't have a lamb up on the top of an old barren ridge. They'll get down under a tree or something or in the brush better. And huh. plus the open presentation, there's no wool hanging there for the lamb to, to miss that colostrum. But, again, here it is. The middle of February. This is a month early, but it's take it or leave it. You want to shear in July, so again, you have to do what you have to do to stay in business. Uh, we got everything. We're gonna we're we're gonna quit bringing the cows home. We all we got left over in the winter range are a few cows with baby calves that can't move very far. And anyhow, keeping everything together. Everything will be on private land, but they're all going to come over and help because I can't get my labor. I got guys in, in Mexico, Chile, and Peru. I can't get up here to help me. Yeah. So that, that, what are you going to do? Hank, uh, there is no – nobody could even believe that story. We have opened the borders to illegal immigration. You have legal H-2A workers who want to come here and can't. That, that's just like a – fairy tale it can't be happening we have one segment of yeah. roll rot left with hank vogler we'll continue to find some hypocrisy and i've got a carpet story can't wait to share this with Hank. more after this all right cattlemen let's talk for a moment about adding value hank talks about uh, the cost of raising sheep the cost is going up no matter what species we raise what we need to do is not only add value, but then have a system that allows us to capture that value. Lone Creek Cattle Company has created that with the Piedmontese system. It seems like there's, uh, even though I talk about it on a daily basis, many misconceptions. The Piedmontese bulls breed your cows. You do not do not have Piedmontese cows. They breed your cows. And then you contract those calves back to Lone Creek Cattle Company. They sell them through the certified Piedmontese system. Get more details from Marlon Will about how this works and what exactly the premium is that will make you more profitable, or at least profitable at all. LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back to Rural Route. Trent Loose alongside Hank Bugler. Every Monday, the last Monday of February is upon us already. So I serve um, very proudly on the Nebraska State Capital Commission. It's a governor-appointed position, and when I got the phone call that said, Trent, the governor would like you to serve on the Capital Commission, I'm like, what's a Capital Commission? We get together quarterly, and we we decide where <clears throat> spending needs to happen or what needs to take place to keep the capital in proper maintenance, a warm, not I'm not talking about warm on a 28-below-degree day, a warm, uh, inviting educational place for people to come and visit. 
it's been very enlightening. And we have one of the few, I only know of one other one, and it's a bit of a, uh, a stretch, but we have a sower, the sower, on the top of the dome. So I'm going to call it the, the greatest agricultural statement of any state in the nation because we have agriculture at the top of our dome. So this past week, Hank, we had our regular quarterly meeting, and we actually did something that we should have done the first time. This is my third year, by the way. It's not new. We should have done this every year. We went to look at things instead of just sitting in one of the hearing rooms, and we got to see firsthand what was going on, some of the major renovation taking place. And we are replacing carpet in these senator offices Guess how long the carpet has been in this building, in these offices? 1921. The construction on the Capitol started in 1927. And in the governor's office right now, that carpet is still the new the carpet from 1927. That's nearly made out of wool. Well, it's made you're, out of wool don't, and don't, it's really good. You're getting ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. Stay with me. <laughs> You're you're like driving a team of horses. There's one that's wanting to charge and the other one wanting to hold back. So we're buying this carpet, which who can even imagine how much more expensive it is than the carpet in 1927. I'm guessing I could find out. They're thinking that maybe it'll last 15 years if we're lucky. And I'm like, what's the difference? What's the difference between carpet put in in 1927 that lasts 100 years and carpet that's put in in 2021 that we're hoping we get 15 years out of? This is a petroleum-based carpet. That was wool. Oh, thank you, sir. I was just throwing that out because I assumed it was. Yes, sir. We had wool in the 20s. Uh, we were in the peak of numbers of wool, and carpet wool came off of the coarser sheep. But now you have to explain something to me before we go any further. Okay. What's a sower on top of the capital? Um like a planter. So he's got his bag of seed oh, oh, and he's oh, sowing. Yeah, well, he's sowing, sowing by hand, you know, where you put your bag of Timothy or whatever, your oats, you'd have your oats in a bag, and then you go out there and you wave your hand and scatter those oats, your sowing seed. So there's a person up there on, yeah. uh, with a planter. Cool. Well, you know what a sow bag is, right? Just a uh, slung bag over your shoulder. Correct. Like you feed the chickens. Yeah. Only it's got a little yeah. wand on it, and you you scatter the oat seed as you go. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. Okay, okay. I just wasn't sure, but yeah. And and now, Ben, you're going to fix that capital up, and and I I can't imagine what wool rugs would cost now, but I imagine they would have to come out of a foreign country. I don't think we make anything like that anymore. Right. And oh, by the by, if anything goes wrong, and those. And they did have a fire in one of those office rooms. That carpet uh, is going to melt because it's mm-hmm. it's just uh, petroleum based. It's just synthetic. Uh, that's what happened in the Falkland Island Wars. Those guys, when they put the missile into the aircraft carrier of the British, most of the people that died died because the wool capital of the world had gone to synthetics, and their uniforms melted to their bodies and killed them. That so, sounds yeah, like a blast. Some down- <laughs> but anyhow, I mean, it's just, yep, we've done things different. And I'm sure wool would, would be very expensive 
comparatively speaking, because everything was made out of wool before synthetics or cotton. So, again, yeah. But uh, let me ask you this. Ben, you're in charge of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Have you already started designing your razor wire to keep people out? No. No, we don't need well, it in Nebraska. And by the way, and in the state capital of Nebraska, you can open carry. You can concealed well, uh, carry but, if you're legal. But I'm 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 excited here. Are you at least going to put up uh, some razor wire to keep uh, Senator Sass away from your capital? He doesn't show that up at the state sense. capital. Trust me. <laughs> That's not a well, place he's going to be hanging. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's just so many things that you don't think about. We've got this gold dome that sits on top of the state capitol that the sower stands on. And every we had to do a $1.7 million t- temporary fix in the fall of 2019 before winter set in because they put this, uh, like I call it a solder, in between the dome. They're actually dome or a gold like plated gold-plated bricks that are there. And, and they only expect that solder or whatever that, I'm not thinking of the right term, to last for five years. I'm like, why, why is this? Why are these ingredients so temporary? We should be able to solder that thing and it lasts for the same amount of time as the original carpet. Yeah. But well, the, te- again, the, tempor- the temporary is still in place because... Um, 2020 was not exactly a year to get people up there to fix the dome. Well, and what about the contractor who's probably mm-hmm. been uh, had an exclusive bid on that fixing that dome for 20 years? Do you think he's going to give no. you the good stuff? No, that's not true. So. We we accepted bids, and uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah. we we tried. I tried to get pressure. I put pressure on to get a Nebraska firm. We couldn't get a Nebraska firm to put in a bid. So ultimately, we have. A, a construction outfit out of Chicago doing it, but I, I wanted preference to Nebraska. Nobody wanted to do it. Ten dollars to a donut. The boys that'll be up there hanging on the ropes fixing it up will be from Guatemala. No, I'm not betting that because I've already seen the guys fixing the hallways. <laughs> so in 19- because they'll do the jobs nobody wants. It, 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 this is another interesting part about this. In 1964, there was a major... So the building was completed in 1934. There, 1964, there's a major renovation. And we moved... We, not... I wasn't born in 1964. But they moved to putting large ducts in the hallways to move the air throughout the building. Well, in 27 through 34, when the building was built, they built these windows... And these windows created not only uh, ventilation, but great lighting in the hallway. They put this ductwork in. They dropped the ceiling four feet. They basically eliminated the natural light. So now we're going in there. We've eliminated the ducts. We're moving the ceiling back up four feet. And oh, my goodness. Hank, you can see walking down the hall. This is incredible. The good news is they didn't eliminate the windows in 64, which we we see in the re- meetings reports that they wanted to but they did one guy said no you might want those windows there boy we're glad we got those windows so yeah this has just been an interesting process for this old rancher from nebraska that had no idea all this stuff goes into and by the way just so you know we have a major flower garden and that flower garden uh what do we call that center part of the, the capital 
was all done. That's inside the rotunda, uh, inside the building where the rotunda is around. But this is like, it's outside, but on the inside of the courtyard, the courtyard, the flower courtyard. Uh, a 1.2 million, I think, for this flower garden. 100% donated money. We're not gonna build, we're not gonna pay for the capital for a flower courtyard. But people donated 1.2 million dollars for this, and it requires an upkeep. So, we're guaranteeing labor for the Guatemalans. Yeah. And they had to Nobody put that, wants the job. They, <laughs> I gotta give kudos to my governor, which uh, I'm very proud of Governor Ricketts. <clears throat> the biggest controversy we've had on this Capitol Commission was when the money was coming in for this donated courtyard with flowers, which the flowers don't look so good at 28 below, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a winter a wonderland, frosty. right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a movement to put the the, uh, the money in an escrow in the Capital Commission account. And Governor Pete Ricketts said, no, we will not do that because at some point in time, this state will need some money. Government always looking to where they can find money. And somebody will come in there and rob that money out of that account. We're going to put this money in an account outside of the state funds. And we're going to tap into the interest to keep this intact. That's the kind of financial uh, frugality okay. we have in the government. All right. Would you like to hear about Governor Exlax, our yes. governor out here in Nevada? I'm sure he's right. the same way. <laughs> All right, he and, the, he and the legislature want to raise the mining tax. And, okay. of course, the mines, mines are crying wolf, and, they're, uh, and maybe it won't be that bad, but they say it'll shut down half of the mines in Nevada. Okay. Well, that'll be revenue that doesn't come in from a lot of sources. Gone. Gaming is off 30%. All of a sudden, 46 different states have some form of legalized gambling, whether it's reservation gambling. But... These are not the executives being laid off. Right. This is the guy washing dishes. This is yeah. the guy that's running up and down the halls uh, at room service. These are the mm-hmm. people, the working people. They're all going to be gone. Uh, a huge amount of homes in, in Clark County are behind. And we're going to raise the minimum wage. We'll, they'll figure out some other way not to hire people. There will be, you'll be, you'll be playing all of your gambling at a computer. I mean, all of these things are hurting the very people that voted for these people. The, the, the Democrat constituency is the ones that's getting the shaft. They, we've already raised taxes in, out here, uh, by the fact that gas is up almost a dollar a gallon more. And it is, it's, I believe in California, over a dollar a gallon more. That's a tax on every working person that drives to work or whatever. So, we're doing these things. Are we making any sense? And then, oh, by the by, everything is fair and equal. One of the people that's from the Southern Nevada Water Authority uh, is going to be put on the Board of Agriculture mm. by the governor. Nice. They, put, they handed out three different names by the Cattlemen's Association and other people mm. of interest in the cattle industry. And the governor did not appoint pick anyone from them. He picked the manager of Southern Nevada Water Authority, who's a state employee. Nice. Now, That's illegal. I'm sure it is. I am sure it is. And that'll be the – close it up. That's it. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, destroying the 
the, you know, the goose that laid the golden egg. That'll do it. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America, and we have a sower on top to get it all done. Both Hank and myself remind you that all roads do lead to a rural route. 